Coming up, a special guest on this week's episode of... That's my story, I've got a few. That's my story, each one is new. That's my story, each one is true. That's my story, from me to you. That's my story. Come on, come on, listen to it. That's my story. It'll only take a minute. That's my story. Stories that belong to me. That's my story. Hi, you're listening to That's My Story. I'm your host, Mike Barnhart. In this week's episode, in honor of Pride Month, I have a special guest on. And let's not waste any time. This is their story. All is now being recorded. Okay, today I have a special guest here. This is my old roommate, college. Uh, old roommate at college. His name is Seth. Seth, how are you? I'm great, Mike. Good to hear you again. Yeah, good talking to you. We were quite, we haven't spoken to each other for quite a long time. Huh. Yeah. 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 It's been years. I don't, I don't even remember the last time I talked to you. I believe I was still living in Kentucky at the time. And, uh, you called me to let me know you were getting married. I'm pretty sure that yeah. was the last time we spoke on the phone. So, and that was quite a while ago. <laughs> quite right. Funny how time happens when you're not looking. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Seth, do you have a story you'd like to share? Sure. Um, given that it's 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 Pride Month, um, I I guess. I will tell how I kind of came to be me. Um, okay. I, I was, I was raised in a, a really conservative, you know, Christian home. My dad is a Baptist preacher. Uh, I, I grew up singing in church from the time I was probably four or five and leading worship and, um, I'm one of 10 kids, so super, super conservative. Um, mm -hmm. And I really, that was my world, you know. My, my parents kind of um, taught me, I, I would say more indirectly than directly, but, but there was this, this belief in our home that we had, had one purpose in life, and that was to really advance the kingdom of God, so to speak, and to really yeah. bring about um, God's God's kingdom on earth. And that's kind of what I felt like my mission in life was. And so mm -hmm. um, I was super dedicated and growing and doing all these things. But by the time I, I became a teenager, um, I started realizing that, well, well, to be honest with you, I knew that there was something very different for me even younger than that, but I didn't know what it was. 
And Mm -hmm. so by the time I got to be a teenager, I started figuring out what it was because all of my other friends um, were, you know, attracted to girls and talked about girls, and I didn't notice girls. And I didn't really think I was gay. I I honestly just thought that this was some sort of spiritual hang-up. Like, I wasn't spiritual enough mm-hmm. to actually be attracted to a woman. So that's what I assumed it was. And I and I kept just really trying. And and I, I would fast a lot and pray because that was a spiritual discipline that I thought would make me more straight. And yeah. I would do a lot of that. Um, so by the time like I – Like, pray the gay away? Yeah, yeah, and I assumed, yeah, I assumed yeah. that's what would what would happen. Um, and we didn't really talk about these things in our home. It was a it was kind of a, just a non-issue. Um, and I I tried to kind of come out to my dad a few times. But I don't I don't think mm-hmm. he was in a place where he could hear me, and I don't think I was in a place where I could really just spit it out. So it never happened. You know, a couple false starts, mm-hmm. and that was it. And so by the time I got to college and um, it was actually, it was actually the, the semester just before you and I started um, rooming together. So it would have been my, toward the end of my junior year. Um, Okay. I, it, it finally clicked with me because I was looking around and I was seeing, of course, you know how college was. Everybody was pairing up, settling down, dating each other. There were couples everywhere. Yeah. They're all planning life together. And yeah. and it clicked with me. That's what I was wanting. But it, it wasn't with, with, with girls. All my life, every woman I'd ever met felt like um, a sister or an aunt or a cousin. You know, they were, there was not that sense of otherness there that pulled me in. But there was there with certain guys, and that's mm-hmm. when it clicked with me that that's what I, I was experiencing. And so for the first time in my life, I was standing in a, um, the bathroom and looking at myself in the mirror, and I just said out loud, you're gay. And when I said that, I felt my whole world crashing down because up to that point, my whole purpose had been to advance God's kingdom, right? And, and to be this yes. like shiny spiritual good Christian boy, and now I realize at at my core at who I was, I was something that I had been taught to look down on. It. I I genuinely thought mm-hmm. that gay people were the people that that were so twisted that even God couldn't accept them. That's kind of the culture I was raised in. So realizing that was me was really yeah. really difficult. Yeah, and um. I was taking music theory um, on the top of the McKenzie building, which, as you may mm-hmm. remember, was like a 13-story, 14-story building, something like that. And yeah, yeah. My, my classroom was at the very top of it. And I spiraled into so much depression that all I could think about was jumping off the top of that building. And um, yeah. so I began walking by the doors Every day that I had class and just looking at the balcony that looked over the back parking lot, and mm-hmm. they had, they always had it locked, and I just kept looking to check if, to see if it was locked. And one day, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I still don't know why he said it, but one of the security guards that I, I happen to know as a friend with casually mentioned, I think this was on like a Monday or a Tuesday, 
um, that on Friday they had to do some work up there and that the door would be remaining unlocked all day. I don't know why he told me, but but I knew it would. And suddenly, that's mm. all I could think about. Um, I had my farewell letter written. I planned to jump because at that point in my life, wow. like the, the worst thing I think I could have heard from my from my parents growing up is my mom saying, "Just wait till your father gets home, right?" Because you know you had done a point now you had to sit there and just wait yeah, to get in trouble. Yeah. That was like the worst thing. And at that at that point in my life, when I said I'm gay, I, I felt like I turned into that on a cosmic level. Like now I just had to sit and wait for God's punishment because there's no way I was getting out of this. Yeah. I was I was born yeah. broken, and the only thing that could happen was for God to just judge me. And I couldn't wait for all that. I'm going to spend my life being miserable waiting for God to just punish me. Let's just get this over with. So mm-hmm. I had all that ready and was 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 planning on that Friday. And then a weird thing happened. Um, Wednesday On Wednesday night, I was playing in, in an orchestra. And I don't know if um, it was it was for a church group. And I don't know who your your listeners mm-hmm. are, but uh, I will say that the church that I was going to was a very Baptist church. So that means they don't believe yeah, in prophecy yeah, yeah. or God speaking or any any anything too supernatural. That's just not what they believed. And um, mm-hmm. I'm in a park. I don't know if you can hear people talking in the background. Sorry, but um, it's fine. I I was at church sitting there and and my my brain was stuck in a loop of um just this mental image of me running off the balcony a few seconds of weightless flying and then nothing like it was just cycling over and over again and as i was sitting there all of a sudden i realized the pastor had stopped talking and he said i don't know what's going on but i have a strong impression that there's someone out there who's considering suicide, and I need to tell you that God loves you. And immediately I froze. Like, those words just slapped me, and I just sit there and and listen. And for the rest of his talk, I have no idea what he was talking on before, but for the rest of his sermon, he talked about how sometimes the worst things in our lives um, hit us, and they come out of nowhere. They're no fault of ours but we're so overwhelmed with them we think that we can't move on but that's when that's when God wants to be real for us and the more yeah. he talks the more i just got this little glimmer of hope that maybe something bigger than me was going on and i and i didn't understand what it was so mm-hmm. obviously i did not jump that friday um regret that you didn't. That. yeah right me too so yeah, much yeah yeah um, and I, I, I ended up dropping out of school because I finally was able to come out to my dad and, okay. um, his advice was, why don't you just come home? Let's be a family and figure this out. And I, I didn't tell them about the suicide attempt. Um, mm-hmm. but while I got home, that turned to be further to be toxic and, and not healthy and as of right now, I don't have a relationship with my parents. Um, I had to okay. distance myself and move away from, from all of that. But mm-hmm. along the way, um, there's just been people that have slowly come into my life one by one. And I slowly started healing. I slowly started discovering mm-hmm. I don't love everything about Christendom, but I also don't hate everything about it either. And yeah. I, I'm also discovering that 
Um, the world's a lot more complicated than I ever assumed it would be. And what matters is, mm-hmm. is how authentically and righteously, if you want to use that word, and, and loving I live my life to other people. Um, so I've been, I've begun doing that and in the process, uh, going through counseling myself, trying to bandage up some old wounds, I started realizing I love this. I love, I love meeting with people in the rawness and, and where they're, they're feeling overwhelmed and vulnerable and, and hopeless. That ignites something in me that makes me feel completely alive, not because I can fix their situation, but because I can just be there and and see them when other people can't. Um, And so that prompted me to go back to school to study counseling. And I'm in the process of becoming a mental health counselor now. Um, I would love to work with the LGBTQ community, but specifically Mm -hmm. with with families who don't understand that, that feel like they're losing a son or a daughter and trying to figure out how to honor our different beliefs, but also to to maintain the relationship in spite of yeah. whatever we believe. So that's my story. I'm I'm still something of a hot. Hey, man, you got my catchphrase I, there. <laughs> what? You just said my catchphrase. Oh, that's my story. Oh, yes, that's my story. I did. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the segment, right? So, that's right. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm. I'm. I'm learning more about my story as I live and and go on and all of that. Yep, our stories are ever changing. Absolutely. I appreciate oh. you uh, touching base with me, man. So, yeah. Now you know oh, why you're, I you're welcome. Of I don't think I ever did. No, no. no that, that's the story to tell, right? Yep. Absolutely. Well, it's been great having you here, Seth. I'll talk to you later. Okay, you have a good evening, bud. Bye. You too, bye. That was my story, or actually, that was their story. I want to thank my guest, Seth, for his story. And if you want to follow him on Instagram, you can do that at Pickle and Ride for Days. The link will be in the description. I want you to send me your stories. You can do that at email. The email address is that's my story pod at gmail.com. You can submit a story there and have it read on the podcast, or you can call or text. I know people don't like doing leaving voicemails, but you can also text me a story or call, whichever is your preference, 626-803-2294, and leave me a voicemail or a text. And if you text it, I'll read it on there. It's fine. I also want to thank Anchor for hosting this podcast. And thanks also to Libsyn for distributing it. I have a joke for you. What happens when a cactus gets in the way of a 
Porcupine. A prickly situation. That was the joke for today. I want to invite you to use stamps.com. It's easier than going to a post office. And also, try Uber and Lyft. The links will be in the description. Thanks for listening to That's My Story. Bye.